This is the Happy Rant Sports Podcast, in which Ted Cluck and Barnabas Piper rant about old sports, new sports, sports books, sports movies, and anything else related to sports that they feel like. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Sports Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend, my partner in sports radio, Barnabas Piper. Pipe, we've got another one on tap, another film study. This is like uh, this is like Happy Rant Sports film sessions, and uh, today we're going to be breaking down the 1990 NBA Slam Dunk Contest, uh, which I couldn't be more excited about. This is back in the era when like the stars still did the dunk contest. All the uniforms were good. Um, presentation was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to dive into this. But before we do, I want to talk about a sponsor pipe, and this sponsor is near and dear to me, near and dear to my heart, and it's my employer, Union University. Um, we are no longer on campus because we are, we are good at quarantining, uh, and we're doing the right things to keep people safe. Uh, but one of the things I love is being on campus at union. Uh, I love my job. I'm a journalism professor. Uh, I teach in the communication arts department and, uh, yeah, just want to talk about union a little bit. We are a Christian liberal arts school. Uh, we have about 3,500 enrollment, I think. So not too terribly small. Uh, some of these places you go to have like eight or 900 kids and they feel tiny. Union is not like that. Uh, but we're also not too big. We're the kind of place where uh, you can have lots of good relationships, personal relationships with your professors. Uh, since I became a mom and joined Marco Polo, I've been checking in on my students that way, which has been a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, it's a vibrant place, man. And it's a great place to study writing, great place to study journalism. You have a chance to take podcasting classes creative nonfiction with me, um, memoir, personal essay, long interviews. Uh, we do all the things, man. And I, at, at the risk of like flexing, I think we do them at a pretty high level. We, uh, we won a lot of awards, uh, for our, our work in journalism and com arts and, uh, union is just a great place to study. So while you're quarantined, while you're locked up at home, parents and students check out uu.edu Schedule a visit to campus. We're doing those virtually now, which is pretty cool. So uh, you'll get to link up with uni people virtually, and then I'm sure get to campus once everything lifts. And uh, we would we would love to have you at Union. It's, do you uh, have Do you have very enthusiastic digital tour guides? Because I feel like that's the the selling point of all on campus tours is like the sophomore girl who could not be more <laughs> in love with her campus. Yeah, dude, they're wearing like the red polo and yes. the name tag. And Looks like a Target jacked. employee. That's right. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not doing coke. You know, they're not like snorting a line of coke off the back of the toilet in their dorm room. But but you kind of wonder because of the enthusiasm. Um, yeah, I've never seen him do one virtually, dude. So like I'm so bad at hiding my emotions and I'm so like <laughs> kind of gl- glum about this. At and some all level. the listeners said the, amen. I, I would be a I would be a bad virtual tour guide. It would just be me in like a like a workout T-shirt and a ball cap, kind of kind of, you know, giving it my best. But they would they would know my heart wasn't in it. But uh, but my heart really is in this. I I love where I work, man. I think it's a it's a great school. It's unabashedly Christian, but you don't have to be Christian to go there, um, which is I think a really unique to me selling point. It was one of the one of the coolest selling points as I was thinking about coming down here and becoming a faculty member because it gives just a real rich opportunity for ministry. It keeps the, it keeps the student body from being too homogenous. You know Um, it's not just like across the board, you know, North face 
rich Christian white kids like it was at Wheaton and Taylor where we went to school. So a um, little bit different vibe, uh, which I love. Really, really enjoy it. So uu.edu, check it out. Piper, we have film to break down, though. And far be it for me to get too distracted from that. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to dive into some 1990s NBA. Now, before we get into it, just by way of a preface, talk about some of your favorite things about the NBA from this era. You you were a young kid at this point. I was in 1990. I was a freshman in high school, so I was pretty into all this stuff. Um, talk about your station in life in 1990. Well, I I have no recollection of 1990 NBA basketball with with just a couple exceptions because the the Minnesota Timberwolves became a team in I think it was the 89 90 season, and I remember yeah. going to a couple of the games they played in the Metrodome. Uh, their mm-hmm. first year, maybe their first two years before they, dude, which them. is dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some great shots, and they would. I mean, so th- I think they hold the record, the NBA attendance record for largest single game attendance because most NBA games have not been played in football stadiums. So I think they yeah. got you know forty or fifty thousand people in there for some of those games, and uh, and I remember going to one or two, and um, and then you know, and then as they moved into the Target Center. I remember sitting baseline in one game, so I was probably in 1990. I was seven, so not not yeah. a ton of recollection. So probably like 91, 92. Uh, mm. I remember going to a game. Somebody must have given my family tickets because there's no way my parents would have sprung for like third row baseline tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. just watching Sean Kemp oh. destroy the rim and the Timberwolves and and everything. It was the 92. 92-93 season, I think, that I really yeah. became an NBA fan. So that was the year the Suns played the Bulls in the finals. And I loved that Suns team. So Dan Marley, Danny Ainge, uh, Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley, and so forth. Like Just such a such a fun team. And oh, yeah. I really hated the Bulls. Uh, really? Yes, I despised them. And, you know, over the course of the 90s, came to appreciate the Bulls for how good they were, but still really yeah. wanted to see them lose. Um, Dude, now, let's can I go in on your Bulls hatred a little bit for yes. like two minutes? Was it mostly born of being like a kid in the Midwest in a competing city? Or was it born of like just Jordan fatigue and being sick of seeing them on the cover of Sports Illustrated every week? Like, Like, what was the... What was the like the the root of your Bulls hatred? I think and then I have it a was, Sean thing I want to talk. About. I think it was mainly being a contrarian kid. Like they owned yeah, the I NBA. They yeah, they just yeah. there. It was Jordan and the Bulls, and then there was everybody else. And there were some great teams. Like every team yeah. that Jordan and the Bulls beat in the finals was a phenomenal team. Like they didn't. Yeah. There was no there was no asterisk uh, wins yeah. for them. And uh, but so that. That Suns team, and then um, the Sonics team that they beat. I yeah. think that was the first finals that they won after Jordan's retirement and baseball yeah. hiatus. So, what would that have been? Ninety five, ninety six, something like that. Yeah. Um, loved that Sonics team too, and again, really wanted to that see him beat the Bulls. Awesome. Uh, I was, however, rooting for the Bulls over the Jazz because. I have always I just had a long standing I can't stand the jazz and I hated Carl Malone so much. Um interesting. Just these these are irrational hatreds of yeah. youth. There's not a like I hate the Yankees because they're the evil empire. I hate yeah. the Packers because they're a rival. Yeah. In the nineties and NBA, I just hated teams because I was like between ten and, and sixteen and just didn't like them. So 
Dude, I, uh, I yeah. love that you pick the Suns to like, man. That's the ultimate like contrarian move. You know what I mean? Uh, just super random. Like it's it, a city you'd probably never been to at that point in your life. <laughs> like I, yeah, I didn't go uh, to Phoenix did, for the first time until like three years ago. So, and, nice, and it's did you, you know nice nice city if you're not there in June. Um, yeah, exactly. Did you buy some gear, dude? Way back in the day. Did you oh get yeah, some I had a, like I, had a, a tr- I had a purple Charles Barkley jersey. I had a hat. It was like yes. and, and you know like early '90s hats. It was one of those ones that had like. You know, it looks like somebody – it was like splatter paint almost, just obnoxiously yeah, yeah, yeah. bright colors. And plus, their colors are were purple and orange, which are really bright. They're really bright shades. And so, yeah, I would I would rock out yeah. the full Suns. I think I might have even had a pair of Suns uh, basketball shorts. And since I was like four foot ten and rather pudgy at that point, they were probably <laughs> like Suns Dude, you look capris. like uh, – I was you, wearing you like You look kulots. like Charles Barkley at that yeah. point. You look like – Probably like more like Oliver Miller, you I, know. You look like that's the thing is, I, there was a phase of of my life where I gravitated towards shorter, chubbier athletes. So yeah, Kirby yeah. Puckett in baseball, Charles Barkley, like short for a basketball player, round mound yeah. of rebound, you know. And then in '95, Kevin Garnett came into the league, and he then he then rearranged my basketball priorities entirely. Uh, yeah, because he was was and always will be my favorite basketball player, and was neither short nor fat. Dude, you know what I loved about buying gear in the '90s was the fact that it was before a league had one uniform manufacturer, so it was it was totally random, right? So like the Bulls might wear like champion jerseys, and the you know the T Wolves might wear like Adidas Adidas gear, or whatever. So all the gear was different, like all the all the jackets were a little different, the hats were a little different. Um, dude, the nineties was like the greatest era of buying gear because there, there was a lot of gear. It wasn't like the sixties or the seventies where you just couldn't find the stuff, but like the, so the gear was everywhere, but it had all these different little design flourishes because of the different manufacturers, man. And, and, and yeah, I join you in hating the jazz from that era because I think they just had the grossest gear. Like their uniform was gross. It wasn't the awesome, like kind of throwback jazz look that they have now it was the, it was that weird like jagged mountainscape or whatever in the there, background there and was like zero zero likability about that team like carl malone was surly and yeah. cheated john stockton was like a <laughs> cyborg who cheated Boring jeff Hornacek was yeah. like a, an accountant with a jumper uh <laughs> and jerry sloan just looked like the he was the the teacher you just or like the principal that you were like oh no here he comes like yeah. he had that look about him yeah, there was just, Jerry I, Sloan was actually he he was the assistant principal he was the guy that did all the discipline yeah that's true you know? yeah he's like the dean of students yeah. or whatever and just yeah <laughs> right right or or he would have the title like headmaster uh and yeah. he, you know and he kept a a paddle on the wall of his office yeah there was I, that team was t- I hated them so much and he, I think in retrospect like. The kind of fan I am now, if I went back and watched them, I probably would really appreciate how they played and, yeah. you know, the consistency and the discipline. I mean, they were excellent for a long, long time. But yeah. Regardless, couldn't stand them. Have never liked Carl Malone. Cannot, I'm, I'm offended that he ranks as highly as he does in the all-time scoring list. Like, that just feels unjust to me. Because yeah, he's yeah. he's not a top 15 or 20 NBA player, but he's like a top five all-time scorer. That just seems... Yeah. yeah, they had they had no cool fun people on that no. team, which is shocking because in the '90s, even even crappy teams had like fun, cool guys. You know what I mean? Like even before the Suns got good, they had like Cedric Sabalos and Tom Chambers, who was like oddly cool for a white guy. And 
Um, I don't know. You, you could find somebody cool on almost every NBA roster. Well, but, and, uh, and they didn't play with any, like, like flash flare. or yeah. panache. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it felt like if like, you could roll George Mikan out there and be like, oh, yeah, he can get 15 minutes a game on this team. You know, hook, <laughs> exactly. Set dude. shots in the and boat. hook shots. Right, and, yeah. Right. And uh, oh, I, I feel like Donovan Mitchell's the first player who's dunked for them since Carl Malone. Like, there's just, <laughs> they, they, they've remained boring somehow. I don't know how that happened. Dude, they're kind of like they were the they were the physical embodiment of the city that they lived in in a, in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, <laughs> just kind of no caffeine. You know, yeah, just kind of boring. No caffeine. You know, no nothing extra, else fun. Extra white people. Exactly, man. Yeah, it's like more white people per capita um, than most NBA rosters. I mean, they they really were the perfect fit for their community for sure. But dude, let's talk about a fun team. Let's talk about a team that had like. Tons of cool guys on it, and that's the Seattle Supersonics. Oh man, it uh, it kills me that they no longer have a franchise because that's a great basketball town. There, there will be a Seattle Supersonic heavily featured in the video that we are about to watch, which makes me very happy. Well, dude, I, I want to talk about Sean Kemp because I have we talked about how he was the greatest in-game dunker of all time, or was that a conversation I had with somebody else? It, I don't know. Well, let's have it again if we've had it. I'm I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, he was like he was just a phenomenal in-game dunker yes. like these spectacular things that he would pull off and um yeah before like right before everything got super serious with the corona deal i watched um i watched bull sonics from like 1995 with one of my students and uh yeah we were marveling at his athleticism man it was just a lot of fun and gary payton's on that team like so many so many fun dudes um yeah, it's uh that yeah, that team Hershey Hawkins, Detlef yeah. Schrempf, uh yeah, they were they were so fun and Detlef Schrempf, cool white dude. Yeah, too. great great 90s hair too. Had like yeah, a flat yeah, yeah. top mullet kind of thing. Yeah. He's a guy who who would have been better playing 15 20 years later because Totally, dude. Yeah, the NBA is made for him now. He He was he was a great shooter in an era where nobody shot. Right. And so yeah, like the being a stretch for now, he would have been he would have been a more valuable player. Like he's the kind of guy every team wants now. Like if if not if not running him out there thirty minutes a game, at least give him you know fifteen seventeen minutes off the bench and let him put up five threes and he'll hit forty percent of them. Dude, can I talk about another cool white guy from the nineties from your team from the Suns? Do you know who I'm talking about? Dan Marley, Thunder Dan, dude, Thunder Dan Marley from Central Michigan. He was a Chippewa. And uh, we, we're watching this. So we're watching these 90s NBA games in my classroom. And uh, like that was before the league garnered an awareness of the three pointer and how important it was. So like, dude, Thunder Dan would be spotting up for these lo- these long twos, like six inches inside the three point line. Oh, and he was incredible. I mean, yeah. he was a knockdown shooter. Just really good. But like, um, yeah, just, just super funny that the long two was was such a prominent thing in the nineties. Yeah, it's it it is baffling to me that it took until Steph Curry broke basketball, and I don't mean broke in a yeah. bad way. I mean like broke the yeah, conventions yeah. of basketball for yeah. people to realize that getting fifty percent more per shot yeah. is a really big deal. And if you yeah. trade threes for twos, you come out way way ahead of the other team. So yeah, yeah. it. Larry Bird, Larry Bird's. I don't think he ever made a hundred threes in a season. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It, it, his, I think his maybe career high might have been around a hundred. Whereas guys now are are putting up three hundred, four hundred threes, made threes a season. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. 
Dude, can we talk about another another funny 90s NBA thing is the fact that like if you were seven feet tall in the 90s, you were just for sure going to the NBA. Yes. Even if you had no skills. So like every team had two, like at least two just huge lumbering big men that they would inexplicably kind of run the offense through. Like watching watching 90s Bulls basketball, it's shocking because they had Bill Cartwright and Will Purdue kind of on a rotation. Neither guy was super skilled, right? If you if you were playing an NBA game in, in 2019, like you wouldn't want either guy touching the ball yes. hardly at all. But like, <laughs> yeah, every every trip down the floor, it was like, oh, we gotta we gotta bang it inside to, you know, Bill Cartwright so that he can, you know, kick it back outside or get fouled or whatever. And it was just like amazing. Like if you were a seven footer in the nineties, you were for sure making NBA money. Well have have you listened to any of the uh the Bill Simmons Book of Basketball podcasts, dude. I have it, but I got to. I hear so, they're phenomenal. They are really good. The recent ones they've been going back and redrafting mid mm-hmm. mid to late nineties drafts. So like the Iverson nice. draft, the Kobe draft. I guess those are those guys might have been the same one. I can't remember. Um, yeah. So, but but what you notice is the number of terrible big men who go high. Even yeah. in like oh, 97, yeah. 98, 99. I mean, that was true all the way up into the early 2000s. So like Michael Oluwakandi going first overall oh, dude, in, yeah. this, in the same draft that, uh, that Paul Pierce, um, that Paul Pierce was in. And, and, and yeah, there's just, there was an era where like seven feet guaranteed, it guaranteed you a roster spot. And if you were seven feet and had played four years of college basketball at a, you know, any school, it's like, yeah, you're a first rounder. Like you're going to totally get, you're going to be a guaranteed millionaire just for being tall and having been on a college roster. It was insane. Dude, Oluwe Candy is the perfect example of that. I, I was watching a late nineties Clippers game and, um, they had all these super athletic dudes. So this would have, maybe it was early two thousands. It would have been like Darius miles and Lamar Odom Quentin and Richardson. Yeah. Quentin Richardson, Corey McGetty, just some freak shows, oh, dude. Yeah. some freaky athletic guys. None of whom could shoot. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Quentin Richardson could shoot, but literally every trip down the floor, man, it was like Olua candy posts up. We, we, we kicked the ball into Olua candy. It was like he was Shaq. You yeah. know, they were just like this guy, this guy's going to produce. And uh, it's just so funny, man. The league was so different back then. But um, Piper, should we get into this tape? Yeah, let's do this thing. Um, So brief introduction on this. This is the 1990 NBA dunk contest. So this is not one of the famous dunk contests. Um, You know, it's not the 87 one where it was Jordan and Dominique and I think or and Spud Webb. Um, It's not the one where Jordan dunked from the free throw line. Yeah. It was it was an era where like the dunk contest was still great, but it was yeah. it was it was after the initial pioneering of it and before yeah. like Vince Carter reinvented it. So it was an interesting yeah. era, but also an era where really good players still uh still showed up to dunk in it. Um and it's uh yeah, it's just fascinating to watch because there's a handful of role players. There's a couple guys who were like okay basketball players, but really good dunkers. Yeah. And then two or three just mega superstars for their era, and uh, nice. And the judging in 1990 wasn't any better than the judging <laughs> now, with one exception. Okay, they didn't give out fifties. Now they oh, give out fifties. Yeah. They give out fifties for like smiling. So, bro, it's just like school. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it it's really just is like great inflation. So, like the last couple, yeah. the last couple dunk contests, there's been of 
you know, there's been controversy around it. I'm like, well, that's what happens when you give up 50s in the first round because a guy, you know, put on a Superman cape or whatever. Uh, right. and, and so I don't think a single 50 was given out in this dunk contest. So Interesting. there was a, which, which makes it actually competitive because now yeah. like tenths of points matter and things like that. It's, uh, yeah. And the announcers are very into it. They're very critical. They predict uh-huh. certain dunks. It's pretty fun. So I, yeah. We, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so Dude, you know what? So I'm on the, I'm on like, I'm paused at 0.0 right now, yeah. but I'm going to tell you a thing I love about it right away. The fact that it's in Miami arena. So this was yeah. pre like naming rights of every building. If it was now, it'd be like, you know, DeVos Tebow Lifeway arena, you know, um, yes. but, but like Miami yeah. arena. Name Qu- of the quick city. and loans, fast cash, get in debt arena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, quick and loans, fast cash, Chick fil A, you know, Popeyes arena. Well, then the I court think. would be branded something different. It's like uh, yeah. Shashevsky Court at uh, what's what's the, is it Camden? What's Duke Stadium? Yeah, I don't know, dude. And like the court yeah. or Dean Smith Court at whatever it is in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah they, they just start naming different parts to honor a person and get their money. And yeah. dude, now that's let's think about that. Like, how much would you have to give? Wheaton College to get the court named after you, not John, P- not Piper Court, not because people would think John Piper, but like Barnabas Piper Court. Are we talking like a mill or like a half? Uh, I don't even know. Like I, I don't even know what the scale is for something like that. I think if it was the current one, I don't yeah. know that I could give enough to get it renamed after me. If I was to like build them a new one, which means you're yeah. talking, you, yeah, you're talking seven figures at that point. Like oh a, yeah, I'm I'm talking about just the floor though, like the yeah, court. Yeah, but even that, like, it would yeah. have to be a new one. Maybe not, because like right now, Whedon's Whedon's uh, basketball uh, gym is King Arena, and who I don't know uh-huh. who that's named after. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, if it was like Piper Court at King Arena, may, yeah, maybe like Piper maybe Court just maybe King like Arena. a six, Dude, six figure cool. donation. I don't know. There you go, man. Yeah, but put in a new floor for all those thick ankled white guys to shoot. You know. 17 footers off oh no um, no they're, they're lots of threes now like, oh yeah no it's, more, it's all threes now. no more 17 yeah. footers exactly all right dude let's get into this count me in on when i should press play all right we'll do uh here we go three two play yes dude and of course mine doesn't want to load oh no well there tell me to pause man it's you got it up. yep i'm at okay. i'm probably just a couple seconds behind you all right, so we've got the the pan shot over it. We've got low yep. def. This is my yeah. That was, dude. that was a shock to me. Oh, that's right. They don't. Uh, There's not a lot of preamble it. here. They just got right into it. Yeah. Dude, that that Phoenix Suns uniform is sick. Look All at right. that thing. Man. Yeah, I'm I'm pausing real quick at about 25 seconds. Um, okay. To I'm gonna pull up a list of the contestants on this because since we are not listening to it. Um, yeah. It would be good to have that. So the first one was uh, he was sort of like a sneaky underdog um, uh-huh. in this one. When you c- compare him to all the other names, you'll recognize everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It was. Dun, dun, dun. Pulling it up here. Sweet. Kenny Battle. Kenny Battle. Kenny Battle of Phoenix. This was the old Phoenix uniform with like the old script on it. So he just did sort of like a basic 360 to start us off. That that's another shocker from watching this is you watch these dunks and you compare it to like what guys do now. Yeah. Like, oh, this is this is a very different game. 
Yeah, dude, the first round dunks were just very standard back in this era. But yeah, that that uniform is a beauty, man. That's a beaut right there. Oh yeah, that's uh, that that it's the second best uniform in this one, I think. So nice. All right, nice. I'm hitting play again. All right, me too. All right, so that's Kenny Battle. Yeah, we get a little replay of it here. Comes in from the left and just. 360, kind of a windmill. I mean, it's a nice dunk, but it's the, like guys do that on a fast break. Oh, Check dude. this out. You know who this is? Look at Rex. This yeah. is Rex Chapman in the old Charlotte Hornets uniform. Dude, now Rex had hops, dude. That Rex could get out of the gym. Yeah. He was uh he was a freak show. Um yeah, and look at that uni, man. Battle, that uni got was... a 42-5 combined okay. on his first one. So I think they just combined <laughs> the scores of the judges. So look at Rex. Goes. Yep. Yep. So he just flips it over his back and goes up for the. So he kind of tosses it over his own back, over his head, and goes up for the dunk. And uh, you know that's a dunk he does in the gym like fourteen times a week. I bet. Oh yeah, that's better. that's like a that's like a layup line dunk. Yeah, for sure. The fact that he's wearing the the white compression shorts that are a solid five inches longer than his John Stockton length shorts is a dude. Great... I was just gonna comment on that, man. This is like Apex Mountain for compression shorts. Yeah. All right, you know, you were you were if you were a kid in the '90s, you were going, you were running to like yes. whatever the sporting goods store was to buy a pair of compression, man. I did, hold on, this dunk right here that's about to come up. This is Scottie Pippen going to the going the length of the court, yeah, and starting in on it, following in the footsteps of one Air Jordan from the free throw line. Pippen from Dude, the free Scottie, throw line. What a dunk, yeah. man! So. I'm spoiler alert. Uh, Scotty gets hosed in this dunk yeah. contest. Just yeah. no appreciation for what he just did compared to what some of these other guys do. So he he takes off and his his toe was dude. On the his line. toe was on it. That wasn't even ambiguous. It was, I'm pretty sure Jordan stepped more over the line than that, and he still cocked it back so. by his head. He just imitated the Jordan free throw line dunk. That was uh, sweet. To a dude, look at these Cosby sweaters on these oh, guys. Yeah. Incredible. All right, forty-seven point two for Scotty. We got Neek. Human highlight reel. Dude, Neek just mailed that one in. That was just kind of like... He mails in this whole dunk contest. It's just yeah. one windmill after another. Yeah. Dude, that Hawks uniform, though, is yeah. a beaut. Why so, they don't go back to that, I will never know. Yeah, so Neek had already won... He'd won one or two of these prior, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Dude, Neek was just collecting a paycheck at this point. There's Jordan looking fabulous as always yeah the there's a lot of like mock turtlenecks in the stands here yeah very tight shirts all right we got Uh billy thompson billy thompson was on that uh uh what was it five slamma jamma uh yeah 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 yeah. so he was part of that team with clyde drexler and was uh was elijah one on that team i think so i think so too yeah so yeah there's look at zeke and magic on the sidelines there Zeke probably still has that suit, big old, big old baggy thing. Yeah. We got two basketballs, Billy Thompson coming up, one on each side of the hoop. Dude, can we can we talk about the two basketballs thing? Do you want to pause it? Yeah. Like right. let's pause real quick. I'm at right. 328. Yep, same thing. So I like the two basketballs thing. I'm not gonna lie. I and, and maybe this is my age coming out. Um, but I feel like somebody did that in every dunk contest, like between nineteen eighty six and nineteen ninety two. And uh, I'm kind of here for it. What are your thoughts on two basketballs? Uh, it, I like it from the perspective of it. It feels like the kind of thing, like, you know, when you could go out on the driveway and you could lower the hoop down to eight feet as, you <laughs> yeah, know, as like yeah. a freshman in high school and the, yeah. kind of make yourself feel like you could jump even when you couldn't. It was yep. it was like one of the things that we would do, except it was like two yeah. volleyballs because you couldn't all the way palm a basketball when we were 13. Right, right. And uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's fun in retrospect. I think if a guy did it now, like, well, to yeah. be fair, no dunk in the dunk contest really is that impressive now because it, it's just a, it's like watching aliens dunk now compared to totally. compared to this stuff. But it was fun, dude. If I was an NBA player now, I would come out in short Stockton shorts with long compression shorts, and I would do all these like first round nineteen ninety dunks. I'd go two balls. I'd go just like that little Rex Chapman thing, and it, the whole thing would be an homage to like 1990. Um, it would they, be a big joke that nobody would get. They did something probably seven, eight years ago, maybe longer than that now, in the dunk contest where they one of the rounds was impersonating classic old dunks. Oh, I love it, dude. And so they would love show it. them a video, and then they had to do like the Statue of Liberty or whatever. And the thing is, like style-wise, it just didn't work for some of these guys because they had to go do a dunk that was from a one-footed jumper, and they were a two-footed jumper, whatever it was. Yeah. It, was uh, yep. it was crazy to watch. Hey, hold on one second. My dog yeah, is yeah. drinking loudly right next to me. I'm going to go take her water away. One sec. Yeah, no worries, dude. You can just entertain the fans while I'm gone. All right. Hey, this is Cluck reminding you to enjoy some Redbud Coffee Roasters. Uh, Redbudcoffee.com, which I'm 70% sure is the URL. Uh, But just look up Redbud Coffee Roasters. Enter the code HAPPYRANT at checkout. You get a little cheaper, uh, which is good in these dire economic uh, moments that we're in. And um, yeah, Redbud Coffee. Enjoy it. It's the best coffee there is. Great packaging, too. I just finished Uh, a cup of it. Yeah, no, it's really good, dude. It's so, so good. I got to order some more, actually. I'm out. Um, I got to remind myself every month, like set a little thing in my phone so that I remember to order my red butt. All right, Pipe, should we roll it again? All right, let's roll it. Let's roll. Dude, there, there's some fan appreciation for the double ball thing. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, yeah, <laughs> lot, lot of 10 cards being waved. A lot of 10 cards. If I was in the, in the crowd in 1990, I would have been waving a 10 card for sure. Look at this. These That's remind me so much of dunks that I saw guys do in high school. Like, yeah, for sure, man. Like really good athleticism, but not yeah. the same kind of mind blowing thing you see from Aaron Gordon or Zach Levine or who's the guy Derek? Uh, what's yeah. his face from? Um, oh. from Miami. That's uh, that's Kenny Smith. Yeah, the Jet man grabbing the rim with the left, coming through with the right, dude wearing that beauty of a of a powder blue sacramento king yeah. june man i love that with the name across like the lower back yeah we're we're missing something in this because we can't we can't hear the audio because we want to talk over this so yeah, listeners yeah. uh i'll draw i'll embed this in our show notes at on on uh, the website uh and then also share it online the announcers are so good during this they're just so like dude who are they who's doing it so it was uh Doug Collins was one, and <laughs> yeah. then the main play-by-play guy, I can't remember, but Doug was uh, the best one. So nice. there's Sean Kemp just missed a dunk, so he gets a second try on it. He's trying to go, like, throw the ball up in the air, bounce it, yeah. and full windmill. He just looks like a different athlete than everybody else in this dunk. He really contest. does, man, yeah. You put Sean Kemp in today, he does, he dominates. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, who is, I mean, he's what, like, Blake Griffin was a few years ago, and yeah, just, yeah he just destroys modern people. athlete, man. Very modern athlete. He probably develops a jumper at some point. Cool looking dude, too, man. Just yeah. the way he walked around, he had a certain swagger about oh, him that absolutely that I thought was incredibly cool in 1990. Dude, shout out to that Gatorade logo, that old Gatorade logo. Yeah. I dig it. Dude, shout out to the high top fade on this guy, Kenny Walker, right? Kenny Walker, <clears throat> Kenny Skywalker, Skywalker, yep. 
Yeah, just a little 360. You know, just keep so, it keeping it low key. Of all of the dunkers in this, Kenny Walker is the one. So Sean Kemp yeah. is the best. Like you watch him and you're like, oh, he's gonna kill somebody. Kenny yeah. Walker is the one who you're like, oh, he could compete in a dunk contest today. Like he totally. had style. He had yeah. like when he jumped, it looked like he was floating. Yeah. Some of these totally. other guys look like they're having trouble getting the ball over the rim a little bit. Mm-hmm. He just yeah, he really did he really did just float. And he, he- had the best hair. Shout out to when the Knicks weren't a joke, too. You know, <laughs> as as a uh, as a thirty seven year old, I have minimal recollection of that. <laughs> exactly, man. They were they were good at one point. Um, yeah, this is fun, dude. Look at Kenny Walker; he's just relaxed. Miami Arena, nice aerial. Yeah, dude. When do you think they like who first had the idea to sell the naming rights to arenas? Because it's it's so like it makes sense to us now. That's a good question. Here goes Kenny Battle again with just the, just a very nondescript like the reverse, yeah, reverse like slam. bring the ball down to your waist and bring it back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's very clearly the doesn't deserve to be in this contest guy. I wonder why he was in it. I wonder if he just put up a few sick like in game dunks or had won a college dunk contest or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing a close-up of the net being tangled because of all the punishment that the guys are putting oh, on yeah. him. Yeah, they're just Dude, Look raving. at Rex. Yeah, he's uh, he's also a didn't-quite-deserve-to-be-in-this-contest guy. Like, yeah. good athlete, solid player for a few years, but... Dude, if Rex Chapman existed in 2020 NBA, do you think he would have, like, sleeve tattoos? Or do you think he would have stayed with kind of the, like, wholesome Midwestern like coolest white guy at my high school kind of look that he's rocking right here. Uh, well, didn't he go through like a real, like his life totally, like he, I don't know if it was drug abuse or what, but life really fell apart and then yeah. he kind of pulled it back together. So yeah, I think he would have, he, he very well could have gone like the Birdman route with, yeah, like yeah. face tattoos and everything. Dude, look at Scotty. Now that dunk was impressive. Yeah. That just looked pretty. Look at this dude. And yeah, so he comes in windmill reverse scissor kick almost hits his head on the backboard like he is floating yeah and the judges think what about this i you know this is they're like yeah it's a b plus yeah they're just not that impressed and i'm like they don't they don't like what do you have to do to impress these people 45 for that dunk and it was better than every other dunk we've seen so far including some that have gotten 47s dude now here's neek let's see what neek does he's going from the baseline this was a favorite move of his yeah he did love the baseline dunk yeah so Dude, does, same thing. It's the same thing that Kenny Battle just yeah, did, where you bring it yeah. down, except that he brought it down to like his knees and then cocks it yeah. back, and it just looks better because he, you know, he looks like he's about to rip the whole backboard down every time he does it. Dude, somebody should be judging these Cosby sweaters and mock turtlenecks <laughs> too like, with cards. You know, <laughs> right. uh, eight for the dunk, ten for the sweater. Right. Neek has a real nice little high top fade too. It's not quite as he tall does. as Skywalker's, but it's uh, it's yeah, pretty. Yeah. It's really flat. Like you could yeah. set a cup of coffee on it, you know. And with the mustache, the mustache is a nice yeah. little. And he he they, he has that little razor cut part in the front too. Dude, it must have just rained chicks on <laughs> on on. You know what I mean? Like in the evening, like after well, after all at, this stuff. Wrapped. Atlanta had a reputation as a uh, as a nice oh party town goodness, too, dude. from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. All right, here we here we go. So is that, that old Billy Thompson again? Billy Thompson, yeah. 
All right, all right, what do you think of this, man? I, I'm such an old man. These are old man dunks. Well, so this one is one where he he grabs the side of the backboard and then goes underneath the other side of the rim with it. And you're like, it's yeah. one of those things that's like, it's really impressive athletically yeah. and not remotely interesting aesthetically. Yeah, totally, dude. It's kind of like watching George Mikan's shoot. That's why they just moved on from it in a hurry. They're like, all right, back yeah. to Kenny Smith. Exactly. Dude, how tall was Kenny Smith? 6'2", six, 6'3". I think wow. they call him 6'3", which means he's, he couldn't be more than 6'1 or 6'2", because they always lied about their height. He's like 6'7 with that hair, though. Totally, man, the jet. He's going... Now, he's getting ambitious here. This is good. He's going between the legs, off the backboard. Yeah, so he bounces it between his legs, facing away from the hoop, off the backboard, uh-huh. and then turns around to go get it and dunk it. This is just... This oh, feels... dude, that was sick! Yeah. I'm legit impressed with that. Dude, there's the Admiral. There's David Robinson. The only guy that's not going to the club later. Yeah, dude, that was an impressive dunk. Look at this. Yeah, I... Boom. I think the reason that it looked... I mean, it's impressive because he's so much shorter than everybody else. Like, he's the one guy in this who looks like yeah. he has to get way up there. Because all these other guys are, are you know, 6'6 six, six and up. Here comes Sean Kemp with his six, Sean six, with his saunter. Self. Yeah, dude, nobody sauntered like Sean Kemp. No, he never looked like he was in a hurry unless he was f- yeah. full full steam ahead down the court, ready to destroy Chris Gatling. Dude, not a care in the world on that guy. And and the way he did that so nonchalantly, that looks like what I look like, like making a sandwich. You know what I mean? Is that Sam Mitchell? I don't know, but I like Sam Mitchell. Yeah, I I liked him as a player. Hated him as a coach. Yeah. Dude, look at this. Yeah, so Kemp goes under his arm, flips under it up in the arm. air, and yeah. then the reverse. Just not a great dunk, let's be honest. Not a great dunk, but I would give him a 10 for just nonchalance. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if attitude, if you get points for attitude, he wins. Dude, like, he could, he could carry on a conversation during that dunk. You yeah. know what I mean? See, I, the thing about Sean Kemp is, like, he was... He wasn't a style dunker. He was a, yeah. I'm going to destroy your soul dunker. Yeah, totally. Which Whereas, is why it looks so good in games and yeah. so, like, maybe meh in this. When it's also, like, Neek was kind of the same way. Like, yeah. He just kind of did the same three dunks. Like, Kenny mm-hmm. Kenny Walker with a nice one, the little rock the baby under the hoop. Dude, now that's, yeah, that one is low-key super impressive. See, Walker, it happens so fast. Yeah. Walker and Pippen are the two best dunkers in this. And yeah. uh, the judges are impressed by other people. Wow, and off, dude, and off was, with one foot, too. Like, that's a really nice dunk. That looks way better in slow-mo, yeah. actually. Yeah, a lot of great poster shots out of that one. Yeah, totally. Also, Kenny Walker, cool-looking dude. When was the last great Kenny in any sport? Ooh, that's good, man. Kenny. There's two Kennys in this dunk contest. It's not a name you hear a lot anymore. Yeah. Ken, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. was just Ken. He was just Ken, which is a dope name, too. Kenny Kenny Anderson for the Bengals in, in the NFL in the 80s, but that's going way back. I mean, that's man. still was, this era, like 80s, early 90s. Like, that was the yeah. Ken Kenny era. Dude, Kenny O'Brien for the Jets, man. Kind of a second-tier NFL quarterback. Oh, yeah. So, Whoa. Yeah, that was so. Pippen didn't make it out of the first round, which is terrible, dude. Pippen, that's astonishing because Pippen was the best dunker in the first round. Um, so we've got we've got the two Kennys, we've got uh, Sean Kemp, and we've got Dominique in the semifinals. Dude, the judges must have had some like off the court beef with with Pippen to to. I think put him the on problem ice. is that he did a Jordan dunk to start, 
And yeah. he, he did it as well as Jordan did it, but they're like, right. we saw that one a couple years ago. Yeah. He's just constantly living in Jordan's shadow. Sorry, Scotty. You got dude, speaking host. of Pippen, look at his warm-ups, dude. This yeah. was Apex Mountain for warm-ups. Oh, definitely. Warm-ups never looked better than this era. All right, here's Neek just doing like a layup lines dunk. Yeah, just a, a, just a generic 360 with a lot of power. Dude, Neek is like, get me to the club stat. So he he goes through this whole thing. Like, I've already won a couple of these. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I know that I'm going to get serious points. Now, that would look better in slow motion because he did almost hit his head on the rim. But That's true. It's still just an, just kind of an average dunk by dunk right. contest standards. Totally. Yeah, he gets an extra point for every dunk just by having Just by the being dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 48 for that dude and Pippen got a 45 for that sick thing that he threw down yeah that's Pippen was the great injustice of this for sure like I think he should have gotten in over Kenny Smith after that well probably over Dominique after that first round here comes Kemp down the court dude now what did Sean do there I want to see that from another angle yeah, it doesn't look like anything because they they did the behind the behind him angle at first and it's just kind of generic yeah so he went full court Took yeah. off from where? Like a full step inside the free throw line? Yeah, like a long step inside. Yeah, so in the circle. Yeah. But, but then he cocks it back, cocks his legs back. So it's, that's basically a wicked fast break dunk, not a good yeah. dunk contest. Yeah, it's a nice fast break dunk for sure. But that's the thing. Like He never did anything fancy. <clears throat> uh-uh. He would he would reverse it sometimes mm-hmm. and things like like when he came baseline. But yeah, not really a dunk contest guy. 47-6 for that. That's uh, That seems wow. generous. Yeah, I agree. Dude, look at the Jet. Man, the Jet is doing work. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of team Kenny Smith at this point. Um, Look at this. That's a short guy doing all that. Yeah, his his dunks look better in slow motion, too, because you can see how high he gets up off the ground. Maybe it's just a camera angle thing. Like, the, the initial yeah. camera angles are kind of all from below, and so Dude, none of the guys safe. look like they're getting, they're getting real bounce. Oh, he's interviewing Jordan. Yeah. And uh, if you can hear the audio, I think this is the part where Jordan's like, Kenny Smith, he's sitting right behind Kenny Smith. He's like, Kenny Smith's doing great. Not really known as a dunker, but he's a quick dude. (laughs) (laughs) Just sort of, he just sort of, he just has the aura of, I'm better than all these guys. Like, this is a dunk contest of who's the second best dunker in the NBA. Jordan's like, for guys who aren't me, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of not being him, Kenny Walker tries to do the uh, sort of lean-in Superman dunk yeah, that yeah. Jordan was famous for. And, uh, eh. Dude, the, the funny thing about Kenny Walker from this era, I don't remember him ever being in a game. Like, my only recollection of Kenny Walker is dunk contests. Like, he must have gotten next to no minutes in real games. Yeah, I'm about to look up his stats. Yeah. Oh, you want to know his? You want to know his career NBA scoring average? <laughs> Lay it on me. Seven. There we go. Seven. Three, nice. Three thousand total points. I'm pretty sure James Harden scored three thousand points last year. Totally. Uh, he had, yeah, seven points, four rebounds, career average. This was Neek's best dunk. I, I was gonna say that one from Neek was really solid. The good looking the dunk. baseline, full two hand windmill, and the thing about his windmills is like he didn't sort of swing them around; like he went full arm extension all the way around. Yeah. Dude, now this one was pretty cool from Sean Kemp. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he almost Dude, look at him saunter. He almost brought the stanchion down too. Dude, I would love to live for a day as Sean Kemp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just do, like... do you want eight more children? I I don't. That's the see. That's the aspect I wouldn't like. But just the. He just looks so relaxed, dude. 
He's so chill. Yeah, at no point does his facial expression change in this entire right. thing. He looks like the kind of guy, too, who could get on an airplane and be asleep like three seconds later. Which that's the yes. the person I'm most jealous of. He is uh he's the youngest guy in the NBA uh at this point. And he's twenty. Wow. Like that's so incredible. that was also a different year. Like there was one point that yeah. I think it was when Rex Chapman was out there like, now remember, he should be a senior in college this year, which is not yeah. a thing they say about anybody anymore, because like what right, is it right. what is a senior in college? Right. He's missing his senior thesis, folks. <laughs> you know, this is big. <laughs> Kenny Smith with the Pretty, but not yeah. exceptional dunk. Right, right. Dude, I can't get over how cool that Kings jersey looks, man. Yeah, I'm glad they brought those back. I wish I had one of those in my closet. Miami Arena. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just go to the same overhead shot, and it's dark, yeah. and they don't have cameras. like So it just looks like a black blob. It's the same shot, too. It's the same unimpressive shot over and over. So what was this dunk by Kenny? This is just I like, don't know. Uh, this is just like a takeoff from yeah, it's just a takeoff. Oh, okay, low key favorite thing about this Kings jersey name uh-huh. below the number in the back. Yeah, dude, I dig. I that. missed that the first time around. That's sweet. See, that one was better. That dunk was better than like it was basically uh, than the, Sean Kemp's last. It was one. basically the same thing Kemp did, except just a smoother, little, a little farther out too, a little further out, and by a dude who's eight inches shorter. Dude, Neek totally mailed this in. Yeah, just. Jumps I mean, why don't, from, jumps from why don't one side and reverses on the other. You see that like yeah. four times a game in the NBA now. Totally. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just, he only had like three dunks. It was like a windmill, a reverse, yeah. and like a double pump reverse. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, we get some good analysis here from Dr. J. Dude, shout out to Dr. J's glasses in this in he, this scene. He really does look like a doctor. Like he's like somebody yeah. I would go to right now and be like, "Doctor, I think I have coronavirus." And uh exactly. and I would trust his opinion on it. Dude, shout out to that TNT logo from 1990 on the scores table. <laughs> Ooh. Kenny loves the like between the legs off the backboard thing, but it's working for him. Yeah, he just he reversed that one and uh and you know, put a little extra stank on it. That was Dude, nice. that was sick, man. That was sick. How good of a basketball player was he? I don't remember. I think he was pretty good. He just, yeah, he just, no, I have no sort of recollection of him. him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember him on those Rockets teams that won when Jordan was out. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. Dude, who was the super yoked guy in the t-shirt in that shot a couple seconds ago? Oh, I missed it. I was looking up Kenny Smith's stats. Probably somebody's bodyguard. See, Neek wins... Or Nick Nick uh, wins points just by like having his head at the rim and dunking really yeah. hard. He got a forty nine seven for a windmill, just a straight Dude, up windmill. That's a travesty, man. If Nick wins this contest, I'm going to be unhappy. Dude, that was kind of nice there by the Jet. Well, he he saved his own dunk there because he tried to go like bounce it off the floor and then windmill uh-huh. to the other side, but he started yeah. to drop the ball, so he grabs the rim with his other hand and brings yeah. it around. Like you can tell, this is a total bailout. Yeah. It was cool, though. Yeah, it looked nice. Yeah. It's illegal, but it looked nice. Right, right. Dude, Kenny, Kenny Smith, a little wrist trouble. He's yeah, hurting. So, so Kenny Smith was, like, his career high scoring average was 17 and a half. He averaged yep. 12 and a half for his career. 
Career high yeah. in assists was seven and a half. He averaged five and a half for his career. Like just a solid NBA point guard. Yeah. Neek with the two-handed windmill. Feel like we've another seen that windmill. before. Yeah, another windmill. Whoa, Kenny was a great three-point shooter. Forty percent for his career. Forty, wow. almost forty-four percent career high. Man, he's he's one of those guys who would have been great today, like a sort of a combo yeah. guard or off the bench guard. Yep. Eek. Did you know what I dig about this? The high tops. Yes. Like was, everybody wore high tops. Yeah, and and like, they weren't like. This was before everybody had custom sneakers, so it was just sort of like, oh, Neek won. That's that's terrible. Dude, that's ridiculous, man. What a travesty. Yeah. Dude, but yeah, the high tops, they were thick. They were chunky. Everybody's basketball shoes now, they all look like slippers. You know what I mean? They look like <laughs> like, slip, like slippers or wrestling shoes or um, – I don't know. I, I like the shoes from back then, and there were like – you know, two companies making basketball shoes. Um, yeah, pretty cool. this was this was like j- 1990. Like Jordans weren't really a thing yet. Like he had his yeah. custom sneaker, but they were not a. a it wasn't like a worldwide. Brand. It was yeah. like Reebok and Nike, and yeah. who else was still Converse? Making? Converse, Converse, yeah, yeah, dude. Like Larry Bird and Magic both had cons contracts, and um, they had them. You could get them in like their team colors, and that was as fancy as it got. Um, pretty amazing era, man. What a great uniform era, dude. Like, yeah. truly, why these teams don't just watch the 1990 slam dunk contest and go back to all those jerseys is astonishing to me. Yeah, I think if the hairstyles and the jerseys uh, came back, the NBA would be much more aesthetically pleasing. Dude, so, like, who is today's Rex Chapman? Is there a Rex Chapman figure in the league right now? Like, an American white guy with hops. Does that guy exist? Oh. Uh... Yeah, who uh there was a white guy in the dunk contest this year. Who was that? Um mm. Hold on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was. I might have just made that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh This is great fun just listening to yeah, me no, scroll. Yeah, no, it's good radio. Really good. Pat Connaughton. Oh yeah, dude, Pat Connaughton. Was he any was he any good? Dunk I didn't wise? I didn't watch it. I haven't watched the dunk contest in years because it's just I feel like ever since Vince that very nobody has ever topped his performance in what was that? The 2003 oh, something like that. Dude, yeah. 2002. Just sick. Yeah. And uh and then there was the Zach Levine Aaron Gordon ones. And like mm-hmm. this year's apparently, I mean, like I went back and watched some of the highlights. The dunks were insane, but like, I it's just boring. It's boring to watch them try dunks repeatedly. It's yeah. it's a little too gimmicky. Dude, there's uh, too many props, too yeah. many other dudes involved. Yeah, it's a I, gong show. And I, yeah, and then I the the fact that they they're constantly bringing out famous people to dunk over and stuff. I yeah, just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It it feels like one big Instagram influencer video. Um, so no, I don't, I have no idea if Pat Connaughton was good. I mean, he was good enough to get in it, but he might've been Rex Chapman in terms of like, well, that was a quick out. Dude, you know, what's great about Pat Connaughton is that his name works in any era of like NBA white guy basketball. Like you could put him on the Celtics in 1954 and yep. it's like, yep, Pat Connaughton, you know, totally also worked. works as like a coach or a trainer. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Pat Connaughton's coming out. This must be serious. That's right. Uh, he's, he's got just, the... 
yeah, yeah. massaging the uh, cramps out of the guy's calf. Yep. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. I love it. Man. I wouldn't mind if Coach Pat Connaughton replaced uh, Ryan Saunders as the Timberwolves coach. So, yeah. I totally. Think, I think that would be a good fit, actually. I would trust him. Or Pat Connaughton, like it's the high school job in your in your old hometown. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good fit. Pat Connaughton. He can teach a little driver's ed, you know, a little <laughs> a little American history, a couple Yeah, he's, couple he's, the, he's the health teacher. Yeah, totally. Want to know what health. syphilis looks like? Open up to page 27. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Oh, I love it, man. Pipe, this is fun. This is uh this is a good a good way to spend some time. I think we should we should just keep doing these. We we need to go into the archives of different sports, find some great 90s stuff. Um what I, are you thinking for next time? I so I have I have a couple ideas for upcoming shows. We can uh yeah. we can figure it out offline. One of them yeah. is a rethinking of past NBA players. So I've been yeah. inspired by the redrafts and just thinking about how the game has changed now where it's, yeah. you know, there's no hand checking. It's much more three point shooting who yeah. are guys who were like, okay players in their day who would be phenomenal today. Like yeah. Dan Marley, for example, is, yeah. a good, is, you know, he's a good one. Dan Marley, Detlef Schrempf. Right. Like so, we yeah, talked about that, before. So, so doing some of that sort of rethinking past NBA, that, that would I be a it. fun one. Um, yeah. On an NFL front, thinking about guys today who would have been superstars 15 years ago, but they're not that yeah. great today. Like interesting Leonard Fournette, for example. Totally, like totally. You put Leonard dude. Fournette on like the 1993 Giants. Yeah, and he's you know he's Christian Okoye of his day, kind of thing. Yeah, dude, Lenny Florence kills in mm-hmm. 1993. Absolutely, put him behind a fullback, dude. One of the real like sledgehammer type full dude. Lorenzo Neal and Lenny Florence in the yeah. same backfield. He's rushing for 1,800 yards every so, season. Yeah, so that that's one. Uh, I think we owe the listeners an NFL draft uh, podcast. Oh, totally, dude. Just yeah, like a totally. sort of a predictions or favorite players yeah. or something. So, yeah, yeah those, are, those are kind of the things I'm bouncing around on. And then, yeah, any recapping old videos, it'd be fun to do a uh, – it'd be fun to figure out a baseball one to do too. You know, dude, maybe. we should do like a, like a home run derby from – from baseball from the nineties or the hard thing about a home run derby is just that it's repetitive. Like at least the dunk contest, they do different things. I would think like, I was thinking like find a compressed video of like a Pedro Martinez or a Greg Maddox start and break that down. That would be good. That would be really fun. Um, yeah, let's do it, man. We got, uh, we got nothing but time in our houses. (laughs) So, uh, and no, and no sports of actually going on. So we, the world is our oyster. the The sports world is our oyster pipe. This has been fun, man. We've, uh, We've done what we always do on this program, which is wander to and fro throughout uh, some items of sports history. And until next time, Pat Connaughton. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Mm-hmm. 
Hi everyone, we're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.